podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football Club Barcelona. More than a club, an institution, a religion, a symbol of political struggle, a maker of legends. Some of the greatest players in history have worn the famous Blaugrana shirt. Cruyff, Maradona, Xavi, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Lionel Messi. Their teams have defined entire generations of the game. Their endeavors echo in eternity. Now, their formidable shadow looms large over Tottenham Hotspur's Champions League dreams. The Lily Whites of London will tread the hallowed turf of the Camp Nou, a true cathedral of football. And speaking of cathedrals, across town from the stadium sits Gaudi's famous Sagrada Familia. Like Spurs, it was started in 1882. And also like Spurs, it's complex, beautiful, but still unfinished to this day, a victim of its own ambition. Can Maurizio Pochettino, Spurs' latest architect, achieve the inconceivable? Snatch joy from the jaws of despair, beat Barca in their own backyard and show the world that they are finally ready to take their place amongst football's elite? With the disappointment of Champions League elimination staring them in the face, it's camp now or camp never for the boys from White Hart Lane. Hi, this is James from the Barcelona Spurs and ahead of this massive game at the Camp Nou, I wanted to find out how on earth can Tottenham Hotspur win this game and qualify for the Champions League round of 16? Should we be dreading the worst or do we really have a chance of securing another historic 
European away win. To find out, I spoke to some local experts to see if they might reveal the key to securing victory. First up is Carlos Ponte, who works as an analyst and producer on La Liga TV, as well as commentating on South American football. All right, so I'm here with Carlos Ponte. How are you doing, Carlos? Well, very well, James. Thank you for being here. It was a pleasure to talk to you in the podcast. Thank you. Um, thanks for, for giving us your time. We're going to have a little tactical chat. It's going to be Barcelona against Tottenham at the new Camp. Huge game for Spurs. Probably less huge game for Barcelona. I think Spurs fans are, are ever optimistic. We're hopeful we can get a result there. We obviously, well, we, we don't have to win, but if, if Inter beat PSV like we think they do, then we do. So I just want to know at first, like, how's Barca season going? How confident can we be going into this game? Well, it's it's been a weird season. I think for every Euro- European club, every huge European club, after a World Cup, they suffer a lot. Most of the international players couldn't do the preseason, just as Tottenham, I guess. You guys are the team in Europe that has suffered the most with, I don't know how many, semifinalists. But, well, Barca had the same. They bought very good players. Uh, we can take into consideration Coutinho and Dembélé from last season. We can take into consideration Arthur, who has been tremendously an upgrade for Barca in the middle, replacing Iniesta. Maybe Arthur is the player that looks most of uh, like Xavi uh, in the world. Uh, Malcolm, uh, Lenglet, certainly good reinforcements. Arturo Vidal, that is doing a tremendous season, certainly good reinforcements for Barca. Objective, Lionel Messi said it in the beginning of the season, Barca's objective this season is no other than the Champions League after all the consecutive leagues they've been winning, but uh, they haven't been doing a perfect season. They're scoring a lot of goals, just like Barca does. Even that they had to play five consecutive matches without Lionel Messi, where Suarez did a tremendous job, but they're also conceding a lot. For Barca to win, they have to score two, three, four goals, which you can say, yeah, for a squad like Barca, for a team like Barca, is not a problem, but... When you play at Champions League level, when you play at top level, especially at the end of the year, in the end of the calendar, you want to have no goals. You want to concede less goals like Barca is conceding. I was reviewing the stat and Barca right now has conceded 19 goals right? barely in the 14th match day. That happened, that amount, the 19 goals, that happened on match day 33 last year. On a match day, they already pretty much secure the season on a 2-2 draw against Celta. So, yeah, they're scoring a lot of goals, but they're also suffering. However, they're achieving the objective. They're first in La Liga. They already qualified for the next Champions League match. And, well, uh, they own La Copa del Rey, the draw against uh, Cultural Leonesa, and they have to still do the homework. But I think uh, it's, a, it's a good team. And I think for, for Arsenal, it's going to... I mean, sorry, for Tottenham, it's going to be... Uh, Careful. Really difficult. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I was just watching the, <laughs> the late last result against Arsenal. We'll talk about it, I guess, in a little. But uh, it's going to be a tremendously complicated match for Tottenham. However, I think that since Barcelona already classified, qualified for the next round, they're going to take it a little bit less seriously and they will focus on La Liga since they're already classified for... The, for the eighth of finals. Did you watch the game at Wembley? Because I think we saw that, you know, we were, in some ways we could have lost 6-7-1, but we, we managed to get back into it. And, and at one point, you know, it was 3-2 and we could have easily brought it back to 3 all. And it felt like once we realised, oh, we can actually get at them and cause some damage, then there was a period of about 15, 20 minutes when, when Spurs were sort of all over them a little bit, really. I think 
if you take, especially the first half, I think that was uh, when you just talk about Arthur, I think that was the best Arthur match in the season, combining perfectly with Busquets, with Messi, with Coutinho, on that left side with uh, Jordi Alba, and uh, maybe against Real Madrid, it could be the other great performance of Barca this season, but that performance against Wembley, the way Barca moved the ball, the way Lionel Messi played, the combination with uh, precisely Arthur, which made a tremendous uh, work in the middle. And I think it was on that game, also the previous match against Valencia, where Ernesto Valverde discovered who are the best men for the midfield, which is no other than Busquets, Rakitic, and now uh, with Arthur. Yeah, or, uh, I mean, uh, right now Arthur has a little injury and Vidal has get into the starting formation, which is, has been a, a great adding for Barca because they, have, they haven't conceded goals in the last two matches against Atletico and now against uh, Villarreal. However, on a tremendous performance like Barca did, with the level of game they showed in Wembley, that um, Tottenham only lost 4-2 and they had the chances to revert the situation, I think it's a good news uh, for Pochettino. They weren't playing in... In, in the best stadium, I remember that, uh, not the best stadium, it's the best stadium in the world, maybe at Wembley, but I remember the pitch was in an awful condition, which I think uh, went against, uh, against both uh, teams. However, uh, I think that Tottenham and Pochettino understands the game, he reads the game very well, and uh, he will make the best strategy, because I think the best thing that Pochettino does is to pick the best elements he has in the squad to play against uh, a good team. I mean, he's an strategist. I don't know if you, you, you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes I commit grammatical mistakes. Um, it was not my first language. No, I mean, we, we saw but, it against Chelsea, uh, the way yeah. that, that we nullified Jorginho. I don't know if you saw that game, but, you know, an unbeaten Chelsea side came to Wembley and, and they were played off the park, mostly down to, to that tactical switch and, and how he had Deli Ali following Jorginho around. Um, I think you're right at, at Wembley you know, we saw holes start to appear and, and I think once we started to respect them a little bit less uh, you could see that they could be got at but I mean, the, the quality of Messi that night I don't think anyone could have touched him no no when Messi plays like he played that night it's almost impossible to stop him it's just a player that <laughs> if you see the highway and you see there's a crash well you usually go and take the exit now this guy he just runs into the crash and somehow he just dribbles in between three and when he's on firing wheels and that it's pretty much impossible to follow him will Pochettino have a man-to-man mark against Messi it could be a chance. It could be a choice. I remember last season, Girona against Barca. Alex Granel followed Messi all around the pitch. And I think, I didn't watch all of Messi's matches last season, but I think it was one of the worst matches he played during the last campaign. So, if Pochettino, I actually didn't see the Chelsea match, but if he decided that to follow Jorginho, to actually put him on an almost man-to-man mark, was the solution, and he's got the components to do it. I'm not. Uh, it's not a surprise that you can follow Messi because if you pretty much uh, take Messi, if he doesn't participate in the game in this Barca, we can say uh, Barca can suffer a lot because they depend on Lionel Messi more than ever. That, that's what I think. So you, before we start recording, you were saying about if Spurs want to beat Barcelona, you reckon that three at the back and a sort of high press might be the way to go. I think the well the high press for sure 
let's remind Barca's matches that they've been having difficulties against Athletic Club, a side that pressures pretty much in a man-to-man in every part of the pitch. Against Betis, they lost 3-4 in Camp Nou. Betis played with a line of three. Against Leganés, they play an away match. They lost uh, 1-0 with a uh, line of three in the back. I'm talking about Barca. Barca draw against Girona 2-2. Girona plays with three in the back. Against Sevilla, Barca won at Camp Nou 4-2. But it could have been perfectly a match that ended up 4-6 or 6-4 in favor of uh, Sevilla. So my point is, is that with three in the back, when you play against Barca with three in the back, you have to explode the players, the, 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 the game on the sides, trying to get Jordi Alba, Sergi Robertos, and, or Semedos back to play on the wings. And it's a fact. More of, I think it's 64% because I was reviewing it today, the statistic, Barca suffers with area balls. Especially the ones that comes over on the left side where Jordi Alba marks. He's a tremendous left fullback. I don't think he's doing a bad job defensively, but when you play almost as a winger to run and track back is really difficult. So more than half of the goals that Barca has conceded this season comes from the sides or aerial balls. And with a three-in-the-back system, I think it could be a good option for Paul Pochettino. And I'm pretty sure that he's thinking about it. Will he have the components? Will he have the elements? Talking about unavailable players, about injury players. That's another thing. I was trying to review when was last time that... Um, Tottenham played with a line of three, and I think it was against Huddersfield a while back ago. It was Pochettino's, I think you will correct me, but the best formation or his preferred formation last season. It hasn't been the preferred formation this season, but if he recovers perfectly, Adeverol, if Bertonin is in a good state of form, and he's still giving the trust to Juan Foyth, although he, they hadn't played a three in the back uh, the formation, I think it could be a good choice for Tottenham and Pochettino to defeat Barca in Camp Nou. Yeah, I think our worry this season is is the fullback. So we've not been able to ro- rotate Ben Davies for Rose because he's been in and out of injury. Uh, Trippier's been tired from the World Cup. He's got a knock. And Aurier, people are still a bit split on him. But if you're talking about balls into the box, you know, Kieran Trippier is your man and, and, and he's he's out injured as well at the moment, unfortunately. But... You know, you can see you can see Pochettino maybe reverting back to that formation. It was definitely we played some of our best football that way um, in the last couple of seasons. But you know, back back when we had Rose and Walker at, at their peak was when we really did that damage. Well, to recover Rose, I mean, and especially to recover Kieran Trippier will be crucial. I don't think Aurier is a, a a bad fullback. I think he's actually a very good fullback that can perfectly. Uh, replaced Kieran Trippier. Then Ben Davies, I think that's uh, an inter. I put a question mark there. But I think the I repeat to play with three in the back is definitely a choice because the numbers won't lie. Barca, whenever they play against teams that play with three in the back, and especially if you pressure them, whenever they're bringing the ball forward, if you pressure Ter Stegen, even though he's the best goalkeeper in the world with the uh, feet and with the ball in his feet. Barca will have to send a long ball. And when you provoke that, when Barca sends long ball and they have to fight for the second ball for the rebound that creates after you send a long ball, they cannot win because they don't have any physical player. Yeah, now with Vidal, maybe. But in that uh, category, in that type of game, I think uh, Tottenham has a better squad with Dyer in the middle. If you put Sissoko there to uh, fight those second balls after high pressure, I think it could be a... A good chance. Let's see. 
I repeat, and we'll get on your next question, I'm sure Barca will have to rotate, and I think that's also a good condition for um, Pochettino. It's not as big this match for Barca as it was as it will be for Tottenham. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So Barca are unbeaten at Camp now in the Champions League for what was it at least three years or so now, and I'm, I'm presuming in. I don't know the stats in front of me. You probably know better than I do. But most of those seasons, they probably already also qualified for the Champions League early at some point and yet still refuse to be beaten at home. Do you think they will drop players or bring in any young players into that team? Well, that's, that's the thing. We need to analyse, of course. Barca on the, the, playing Champions League at Camp Nou, it's, it's almost impossible to be thinking you review the numbers however we need to take under consideration that they already classified for the data finals for the last 16s and that takes them away out of their back and this stuff uh, Sevilla, Alaves, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid are there just on their backs La Liga is more difficult than ever I think this is the most difficult La Liga to win in the last 15 years maybe Already in match day 14, and we have five, six teams fighting for uh, the to clinch the title. Will it continue like this until the, the end? We don't know. But the fact is that before Christmas, Barca has only one point above uh, Sevilla, two points above Alaves, and Real Madrid is four points away on a terrible season for Real Madrid. So on a terrible season by Real Madrid that you're only four points away for Barca, I mean, it's... <laughs> Uh, it's good for Real Madrid under a really bad uh, season, but let's focus on Barca. They also have, let, 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 let's see the, the, the matches he has before Tottenham. They have to play on Wednesday a la Copa del Rey match contra Leonesa. Leonesa. They hasn't qualified for the, the next round. They draw 0-0, 1-1 and Cultural Leonesa. So, yes, he will rotate, but he will have uh, the big players on the bench. Then against Espanyol, he will have to put the initial uh, players, the starting 11, the best he has. And also, the next week after Tottenham, he will play against Levante. I think that Ernesto Valverde will play the first team, the best he has, against Espanyol and against Levante. And he will rotate against Cultural Leonesa and against Tottenham. Against Cultural Leonesa, he will play the youngsters. We've been seeing Carles Aleña, Denis Suarez, Miranda. Some players are playing for the B team that will receive the chance against Cultural Leonesa. I don't know how many, because as we say, they need to still win the match. And against Espanyol, Espanyol is playing better than ever and a very good, no, better than ever, but better than the last season at this stage. There are six, there are five points away from Barca and it's a good chance for them to discount on the derby. So what Ernesto Alberto is going to do, it's a question mark, but for sure he will rotate because he needs to focus on La Liga, which is their main objective right now when they're already classified but for the next round. I mean, their backup players aren't going to be mugs though, right? They're going to be... They're, is there anyone that maybe fans in England might not have heard about, won't be household names that could come into that side that could surprise us and, and well, play and, a blinder? And, that, and that's a good question. We just mentioned, for example, Carles Aleña, his uh, youngster that has been playing really good in the B team. Uh, when he received the opportunity, especially for La Copa del Rey match, he delivers. He actually played on the weekend. He scored an amazing goal after a Lionel Messi pass. Not only he can watch it. He passed the ball to Aleñada, run diagonally, and then he chipped the ball over the goalkeeper. He's got that Barca quality uh, that 
if you grow up or Barca only can play like that. For example, for Vidal, for Malcolm, for Dembélé, even for Coutinho, it's been really difficult for them to adapt to this Barca game style, the positional game, not to run every part of the pitch to ask for the ball. You need to stay in your position and ask for the ball, and from there, be patient that you will need to know that or that you know that the ball will get to you. Those concepts, those basics, Carles Aleña knows them perfectly. Besides uh, Carles Aleña, we can also mention Denis Suarez, a player that hasn't received that many opportunities, and now without Rafinha in the middle, he could receive any chance. Then it will depend on how he will rotate. He will decide to put in a specific player for in a specific situation. Arturo Vidal is a player that everybody knows him, uh, but if you, we review uh, Barca's uh, a squad, is full of stars and full of players that can perfectly fit and play in the Premier League without mentioning and saying anything. Barca's uh, souls, I mean, the players that got solved by Barca this season are, what's his name, Digne and the Colombian and Jerry Mina, and they went to Everton to a top flight team and it were players that weren't playing that much in, in Barca. So even the bench players, the players that are not playing regularly in Barca are uh, sensational players. Maybe, it will be the chance, for example, for Ricky Puig, uh, Ricky Puig, a player that has only 18 years old, that also has that Barca DNA on the middle and could receive a chance on the middle for an Estor Verdes team. Yeah, he's one we were linked with, I think, for a transfer um, in the summer. <laughs> Transfers, remember those. Um, but yeah, he, he decided to stay in the end and he looked very exciting indeed. So that's annoying because I was starting to feel confident and now you've made me feel like we're going to get smashed by their B team and their kids. But... Will there be an element here of attitude? How will Barca's attitude be to this game? Tottenham go there hungry. They have to win. We know Pochettino can motivate players to win big games. If well, after 30 minutes or so, you know, Spurs are 1-0 up or we're playing well, will Barcelona, will they really want it that much? Well, first of all, I think that once you're on a football pitch, once you listen to the initial whistle, it can sound romantic, it can sound ridiculous, but every football player will do their best to win a football match. And this match against Tottenham, even if it's against a big European team for Barca, they will have no pressure. And sometimes when you don't have pressure for a team like Barca, it can be more dangerous because they will play with a lot of confidence. The players that will play, some of them will be ones, as we just said, that hasn't played that much during the season. So will, they will want to show their level and show Ernesto Valverde what they're able to do. So it's a question that we will answer next week when Barca, well, well next match against uh, Barca in the Champions League. But I don't think that any Barca uh, Tottenham fan, Pochettino, or any Tottenham player should take this uh, match easily and think that the rival, the player standing in front of you is going to take it easy and he's going to relax for any of the minutes. From minute one until the 90, Barca is going to try to win and defeat Tottenham no matter what. And I, I can tell you another thing, which it could also help Tottenham. A team in Champions League that really Barca hates is Inter de Milan. Where, if you ask me to any Barca fan, to Valverde, or to any uh, Barca player, they, who would you prefer to, to classify? They won't say in front of the cameras, but for sure they will prefer 
Tottenham. That's good news, I guess, for Tottenham. What's that all about? I did not know. What's that all about? Why do they hate Inter? Is this a historical thing going back? To the well, tournament? pretty much it goes back to the Champions League that Mourinho defeated them in the semi-final. It was, uh, I don't know if it was 09 or 010, the year that before Mourinho came to Real Madrid. Uh, Barca lost 3-1 the first leg against Inter. And in the second leg in Camp Nou, it was just an anti-football, an anti-Barca stuff, as how, an anti, how they call it, where you just see any uh, Inter the Milan uh, player grab the ball and kick it as far as possible. So that was the tactic. It was uh, nil-nil in Camp Nou, and it worked, and Inter the Milan got just pretty much boo during the whole duration of the match, and they remember that since 2009, and it's uh, also historical. One of the teams that Barca suffers a lot in Champions League, so if we combine all of these ingredients, uh, Inter is one of the most hateful teams here in Camp Nou. <laughs> oh, so forget the tactics, then. You just need, you know, Delhi to, to go up to Rack and just say, Inter are winning. Inter are winning. <laughs> what are you doing? Let us win. That happened. That happened. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, come on, man, just relax a little. That happened instead of a p- football pitch. And I think Tottenham, it's, it's a big depth they have right now with the, their, their fans to classify for the next match. I mean, they have the squad. They have to do it. Can they do it? Last question. Can they do it? If you if you had to put money on the table for a Spurs win, of course I'm gonna do it, man. And I'm a, a Spurs fan. I'm a Spurs uh, a podcast. I don't want to get booed <laughs> tomorrow on Facebook, you know. But no, no, no. As I said, I think uh, I work with a Tottenham fan. Uh, I pretty much learn to understand the way you guys think, and you can go from. Pochettino is the best coach in the world to immediately after a bad match want to punch out, you yeah. know. So I think you guys need to calm down, to trust your players. You have a very good squad. You have an amazing manager that could manage any team in the universe. He knows the components, the elements he has in the squad perfectly, and he will, he's a strategist. I remember Real Madrid match last season. Incredible. A match where you can see all of the abilities and all of, uh, the abilities precisely of Pochettino to read the game. And I think if he's clear like that, which I'm pretty sure he will be, and he will understand how to face Barca, if they win on that side, if he brings the best players possible with the best system, I think that Tottenham has a lot of chances to advance into the next round of the Champions League. So guys, Spurs, let's keep it up. Cheers, Carlos. Thanks a lot. Uh, Cheers to you, James. So, after getting the analyst's view, what do the Barcelona fans think about the game? Do they really care about what for them is essentially a dead rubber? Or is there too much pride at stake? I sat down with my pal Eduardo, a Barcelona native, to get his thoughts. So, I'm here with Eduardo. He is a real, actual Barcelona fan uh, from Barcelona. Indeed, Eduardo, how are you doing? Great, thank you. Good. So before I start talking about the game, I just want to know a little bit about how you come to support Barcelona. Obviously, it's it's the biggest club in the city. It's more than a club. Mescun club, as they say. It's an institution. But what do you even have a choice of team to support when you're born in Barcelona? Uh, not me. Actually, my, my great-grandfather was one of the founders of FC Barcelona, so I had no choice. Uh, you failed to mention that before, <laughs> so it's going to be a lot more of an in-depth interview. Okay, so your great-grandfather founded one of, one of the club. 21, 22 uh, 
persons that found the club. Wow. Per Merced, and my grandfather was also a member. My mother is one a member. My father as well. So and I am also a, a saucy, a socio. So you, you really had no choice then at all. No, no, no choice at all. So in your house, is it just full of Barcelona memorabilia and? No, like, we amazing? we are not fanatics, but yes, all my family, we are. All well, we have one part of the family he supports Espanol, but. <laughs> Okay, so now we know I'm sat here with Barcelona royalty. Um, so, big game against Tottenham in the Champions League coming up. Well, big game for Tottenham, probably not a big game for Barcelona. You're already qualified. But to you as a, as a fan, what does, it, what does this game mean to you? Do you care? Is it a big deal? Do you, do you care if they win or lose? Uh, hard to tell, honestly. Just for the image you can, you can show because you need to play well. And it's also for La Liga, then we have lots of injured people. But honestly, if we lose... Um, it's not a big deal. Not, not for us, honestly. Uh, I think, as I told you the other day, Messi is coming from an, from an injury, so I'm pretty sure he will play. So that, that will be the biggest threat for you, which you need to absolutely win to, to go to the next stage. So he'll play because he's coming back from an injury, so what, he, he's fresh, he, he's going to use this game to get some yeah, game he, time he, under his belt then? Or? He needs to get back on the on the full speed, so uh, I'm guessing he will play the, the, the full game. Yeah, and, what, and what do you know about Tottenham? And you know, Are we even on the radar? It's only been a few years since Spurs have been playing in the Champions League, of course, but you know we're a historic club in England, um, you know, I think we've had a lot of famous players, players who played for Barcelona, like Lineker, Archibald, uh, Paulinho. <laughs> um, as, a, as, a, as a Barca fan, do, do you know much about Spurs at all or what to expect from the game? Just one slight thing about Paulinho. I know that Paulinho was maybe the worst player has ever played on Tottenham. They said once on the, on the newspapers, but actually well, he did a really good season in Barcelona last year. And regarding your question about Tottenham, what do we know about Tottenham? Our first thing is uh, Pochettino, because he, he, he used to play in Espanol. He managed Espanol, and then he, he went to Tottenham. I think he, he stayed first in Southampton. Yeah, that's right. Then he went to Tottenham. Uh, one thing we don't like about Pochettino is that he, I might sign or, or work for any club in the world except Barcelona, because I'm, I'm an Espanol fan. So he's got history of winning there. Yeah. Um, what about the players? What about the players? I mean, Anyone? I mean, everyone knows Harry Kane. I mean, it's uh, it's the top player of, of Tottenham. But you have good players like Son, uh, who actually he avoided going to the military service. I'm not sure he was he was supposed to go, but he he won the yeah he got out of it. He got the out Olympics. Of it. Um, and uh, Joris, the the goalkeeper. In regard to midfield, I, I don't know them all. I know the names, but I haven't seen them playing like the Deli Ali or I know that uh, Tripper is uh, it's uh, Tripier. I don't know how you pronounce it. Tripier. Tripier, yeah. Tripier. It's he's he's injured. So Honestly, I don't know what to expect from from that game. No, I mean, so if, if if there was a player that you might be afraid of that could do some damage to Barcelona, is it Hurricane? Hurricane for sure. Yeah, he's. I, it still makes me laugh. That, you know, still. He's still young, and it was only a few years ago he was sort of a bit of a joke to Tottenham fans. He was this young, kind of stocky guy who no one thought he'd ever be a great player, and now you know he's he's the guy that Barcelona fans like yourselves are, but, are scared of. It's, it's quite remarkable. Well, last year he did an amazing season. He did a good uh, World Cup. Yeah. Well, he's 
I mean, he's, he's the top everything of that of that club. I know that you, as I told you, have some you have after you have Deli Ali and you have some other players, but uh, if I would say someone, it's definitely Harry Kane. Would Would you want Barca to sign him, or is there someone else, another position you think that you need? <sighs> if they were to get any player from Spurs. Not that I want to encourage that kind of thing. No, um, maybe for, Ericsson's may, been linked a lot, for instance. Yeah, maybe it's, uh, we need someone on the midfield, and uh, the type of, of forward Harvey Kane is is maybe not the best for Barcelona. Why is that? Uh, Tottenham plays a lot with long balls, or he's good with the head up. <laughs> In <laughs> Barcelona, you need to, you normally you have the, the defense, and then you need to play fast. I'm not saying he's not fast, but. Because nah, I mean, you've got a very mobile front three normally, right? But I think you'd be surprised at his his other abilities. But yeah, he's not he's not what I'd call a Barca player at all. But yeah, Ericsson, for instance, a player who's been linked to Barcelona a lot. Probably Delhi as well. There's been a few links. Someone in that sort of midfield space that's very mobile yes. as well. Well, since Xavi and Iniesta Iniesta left last year, but Xavi left two three years ago, they they've been looking for someone to fulfill that space. Um, so before I let you go, obviously, you know, your local guy, you go to Camp Nou a lot. So for the visiting fans, do you have any tips or places they should go before the game to have a look or maybe afterwards or anything visiting fans should know about when they come to the Camp Nou? Well, you can go to the museum, which is good to see. Uh, I would recommend you not to go to, to the, I would say, to, to the area next to uh, Gold North. There's plenty of bars, but normally that corner is full of the of the Barca hooligans. So. Do Barcelona have hooligans? Well, kind of. Well, the worst noise, but this is the name <laughs> of hooligans. They are not like real hooligans from the 70s or 80s, but well, they might throw you a beer or something like that. That'd, that'd be interesting <laughs> to see. All right, well, I hope everyone who comes over does behave themselves, but, uh, you know, it can get a little bit um, exciting with these uh, Champions League away trips. But anyway, but yeah, thanks very much, Eduardo. It was great talking to you. Thanks to you. Cheers. For Maurizio Pochettino, this match is a chance to get one over on the team he calls his sporting enemy. Poch, of course, managed Barcelona's cross-town rivals, Espanyol, and he's bound to be the centre of attention come game day. Writer and journalist Guillaume Balaguer knows him as well as anyone, so I wanted to find out if he knew how Magic Maurizio is preparing for a game that has the potential to define his Spurs career. So hi Guillaume, thanks very much for coming on again. Thank you, James. So Guillaume, you know Maurizio Pochettino better than most people, uh, obviously having written the incredible book Brave New World, and also I know you guys are close. So how do you think that he will prepare for this game against Barcelona, this huge game at the camp now, both from a tactical perspective, but also in terms of getting the players in the right mindset? What will he do differently, do you think? Well, let's, let's sort out the, the second bit, which is the uh, the mental side of things. He'll do nothing. There's absolutely nothing to do. There's no need to do anything at all because, of course, the players will be uh, not only motivated, they realise the importance of it. It's one of those historical moments that uh, if it goes your way, well, you, you, you make books out of it. it. You make history out of it. It will confirm a lot of things that we all know that uh, that Spurs have in them. So, no problems there. Obviously, uh, the Everybody knows how Barcelona plays to a point. Everybody knows that Barcelona want uh, possession, that uh, they try to build from the back, uh, that you know Messi is important, all those things. 
But I think if you study Barcelona closely in the last uh, month, month and a half, which is, uh, of course, where where all the focus in the analysis will will take place, you'll see cracks in the whole system that I'm sure Pochettino will exploit, damage them. So do you think he, he'll take the approach like he did against Chelsea recently, where he really studied how they played and, and came up with a system to stop them? Or will he do what he's done in the past in other big matches, where he'll really just concentrate on Tottenham being the best Tottenham they can be uh, and try to enforce our game onto them? There is already uh, 10 Tottenham, so it's not a matter of uh, focusing too much on the game per se, but obviously you have to adjust certain, certain things. I'm sure they'll analyse the uh, the first leg of that game in Wembley, in which I spoke to some of the players and, and, and the coaches after that, and, and I, there was far too much respect for Barcelona, far too much respect. Uh, they uh, they received the ball with space, the pressure wasn't really that aggressive, and there was, a, there was a lot of things that could have been improved with the ball. Second half was much, much better. Uh, I thought Harry Winks had a fantastic game, both in terms of, um, of, uh, of pushing out with that pressure, but also distributing the ball much much quicker. Uh, and, and you really have to have uh, a midfield that bites, but also that is very direct when they, they recover the ball. All those things will be, will be put in, in video, they'll, they'll talk about I'm sure. But it's not about creating a new space, it's about making sure that uh, one of the ten versions or two or three versions get a bite at whatever the, the, the game required. The, the important thing in these games, uh, it's to score, obviously, but the fact that, uh, that to be effective uh, in terms of, of scoring. So uh, not many chances may be created uh, unless the game opens up, in which case it will really be a coin in the air as it really was in Wembley. But, uh, but if uh, you know Kane is effective, Dele Alli, who's finding his form is effective, if Ferguson finds the back of the net, if that happens, then you can sense that there is a lot of doubts around uh, what Valverde is doing. Honestly feel that it's a good moment to uh, to meet Barcelona. God, you're making this sound really easy. I'm really confident now. I can what, three four nil. <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's not easy. But uh, but I, I just see that um, it, as as it's been repeated by everybody, and and I think you mentioned it as well. It's, it's a strange season because it feels like things are not going well, but things are going well. In fact, uh, Spurs have actually given themselves a chance to to qualify to the next round. It's based on what it could be a historical game. Sometimes. Sometimes uh, you get more pleasure out of these things. I'm thinking of, I don't know, 2005, Liverpool, Olympiacos, last group game, and they had to score three goals in the second half, and they did so when they were almost out. Ended up winning it, not saying that that's good, what could happen, but there was um, you get something extra. Then if you actually won four games and you qualified two games ago, like Barcelona, of course, have qualified on top of the group as well. Uh, so all those things count. There's no, you know, if you are competing for something, is more important than if you're not. It's very simple. Barcelona are not really competing for anything. That sounds brilliant. And have, since the draw was made, I know Pochettino. Obviously, he's got a house here. He managed Espanyol. He's got huge connections to the city and also to, to football club Barcelona. Have you had a chance to speak to him since that draw was made and he knew he was coming back to Camp Now, the the scene of the famous Espanyol win in I think 2009. How does he feel as a personal challenge this is for him? Is he excited? We'll keep private if I've spoken or not, but uh, but you know it is 
it is a massive game for so many reasons. And it's not, it, it really isn't just because he's going back to Barcelona and because Barcelona and Espanol are rivals. It's a, it's a Paki's own team. This is the team that he dedicates, you know, 24-7, all his energies and time to think how to beat teams. It is a difficult season for for reasons that have been very well documented, but uh, still challenging and getting results and and finding uh, opportunities to uh, to put it on the pitch all those things that they're training for. So massive, massive chance. It's not about the Camp Nou. It's not about Barcelona. It's not about the rivalry. It's about giving Spurs the opportunity to raise the game and to actually go a step further if possible in in the Champions League. Obviously. Last season, there were opportunities against Juventus that could have meant, uh, you know, to give that step forward that was expected. But it just feels that even though the football is not as spectacular, perhaps, as some parts of last season or the season before, this is a very solid team. And new people are are kind of joining in in the party, like Sissoko, for instance. So, uh, another chance to see a very good Spurs. And I think the question that he will put to everybody will be, all right, uh, are we ready? What are we made of? And uh, let's see, let's see if they come know what they're made of. Yeah, it's definitely looking like things are starting to click after so many players came back, probably fatigued from the World Cup and a really short preseason, which he mentioned again in his his press conference after the Inter game. But uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, you you're positive and you feel like we've got a chance, which is good. There's also obviously the danger that Barcelona, you know, with their eye off the ball, they've already qualified top. Maybe they'll uh, they not be quite as up for it as the Spurs boys will be. Um, but if I had to kind of end here and just ask you, out of ten, out of ten, how much of a chance do you personally think Spurs have of winning this game? It's, the, it's a big, big chance. I don't know. I don't know how you put that in numbers. Uh, out of ten, I don't know. There's seven, eight. I do, I do believe in in what's been done in Spurs. That's why. You know, I dedicated two years of my life to to write a book, and that's why I, I follow it closely, and that's why I'll be at the camp now, and, that, and that, that's why it just feels like it, it's all coming right to Spurs. And uh, and if it doesn't happen, if Spurs are unable to uh, give the opportunity uh, that we're describing, and unable to do it, then next thing, which everybody should do, and I'm, I know that coaches will do that, is, okay, why hasn't it happened? What is it that we're missing? And learn from it. Uh, you know, you shouldn't expect Spurs to get to the final of the Champions League straight away just because there's a very good coach, very good striker, very good team. But what can you learn in the process of becoming that kind of team that can actually be, uh, you know, in the last eight of every Champions League every season? So, Lots to learn from it and lots to win from it. Obviously, a lot to lose as well. Because of win, whatever happens, something will, will come out of it, I'm sure. So there we have it. If we want to beat Barcelona, we have to man-mark Lionel Messi. We've got to play three at the back and utilise our wing-backs to get crossed into the box. We need to press high, get at them from the start and show them no respect. And if all else fails, just remind them how Inter shit housed them out of the Champions League years ago and hope they let us win. Whatever happens, it promises to be yet another dramatic and encapsulating glory, glory night. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.